Guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Happy Monday. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you on a game day from our Carrier Zone studios here here at Vivid Arena, Austin Horton across the glass from me. Looking very good, by the way. He's got the, got the flannel thing going. Uh, looking sharp, this looking warm. This is called Buffalo Plaid. It's very nice. <laughs> uh, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you? Hope you had a good weekend. Hope all our listeners did likewise. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it was boring and I worked. Yeah, it was terrific. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wasn't boring. Uh, Watch a good musical, Jingle Jangle. Have you ever seen that, Austin? Did you like that? Yeah, I did like it. I didn't care for it. You didn't like it? No. I, I thought Forrest Whitaker in a musical. How about that? And, he, he sang and really well. He was really good. No, I liked it. I thought it was good. It's uh, amazing how many people who are talented uh, in one regard have other talents as well. You know. And then there's Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's an Oscar winner. I know. He's for what the the. Uh, the king thing, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, the oh, Scottish yeah. king that, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. King what of Scotland. That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a hard movie to watch, wasn't it? So was Jingle Jangle, but I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so caught a musical. That Ricky nice. Martin made a comeback some, on the screen there. They had sort of similar themes and tones and tenors. Didn't yeah. They? I decided, you know, for movie night, I'd, I would suggest uh, with my, uh, my three-year-old uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And uh, I had forgotten, because I haven't seen it in some time, but it's only like 20 minutes long. So yeah. she was really disappointed <laughs> in movie night. She was like, oh, it's supposed to be longer. She said that. It's supposed to be longer. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. A little short. You Whoops. know, it, it, speaking of those kinds of movies, I, I just saw a snippet of A Christmas Carol over the weekend. I didn't watch it. But that that whole story has some pretty uh, dark parts to it, you know. Oh, well, it's a ghost story when you think about it. It In is. Fact, a ghost you should story. watch the movie "The Man Who Invented Christmas" because it follows Charles Dickens' journey while he writes that. Oh, that's interesting. It's really fascinating. Yeah. I got to admit, Scrooge has has always been one of my favorite movies. <laughs> sure. Amazing movie. Why, why are we not surprised, Austin? That's you know. a great movie. It is a great movie. Bill Murray, just just amazing <laughs> in in that movie. The man who doesn't like Christmas music, Jake Scott. Right? Right? Well, anyway, I'm, I watched two holiday-themed movies over the weekend, Gordon, so I thought you and Austin would be, uh, would be proud of me. We were sampling different kinds of Christmas music over the weekend here yesterday, uh, and... Uh, 
Uh, I uh, suggested two of my favorites. One is uh, Christmas in Dixie, as you guys know, and the other is uh, Where Are You Christmas, and Austin hates that song. I do not understand how a man as musically gifted as Austin can hate that song, but he does. And uh, I, uh, oh, you know what a song, Christmas song I like that we, well, we do me a favor, Austin, and make special uh, room to uh, play a song for me. It's really the only in-sync song I like. It's uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Well, I love that Christmas song. Got a nice jingle to it, a nice beat to it, and it feels good. Now when I search it, do I need to put the asterisk in the word in-sync or leave that out? <laughs> I do, do we not need know. To, I don't want to start the day with Christmas music. Can we not? Why? Do that? It's, it's, it's the 14th like... of December, Jake. It's not Christmas. Yeah. I mean, but, but it's terrible. the Christmas season. Wait, uh, no, listen to it. Give it a chance before you hate on it. Yeah? Very nice. Nice harmony. Nice little beat to it. Got my cup what, of tea. What, 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 what could you possibly not like about that? I don't know. It's a Christmas song. <laughs> Merry uh-huh, Christmas. That. I'm glad you're sampling Christmas music over the weekend, though. That sounds delightful. <laughs> it's the Christmas season. We're 11 days out. Ten and a half. Okay. Nine and a half if you want to include Christmas Eve. No. Nah. You, know, you know the Germans celebrate two days of Christmas, the 25th and the 26th? You know, I, Christmas Eve is, good to me. is becoming increasingly like less enjoyable now that I have to like put stuff together. And it's <laughs> like... Welcome to everybody's world, Jake. Right. I, I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, Think uh, of what Santa saying. This is do. something unique. But I know. you know, he's Christ- busy all year long. Christmas Eve used to be like watching a movie and falling asleep on the couch, and now it's it's work. In other words, it was all about you, and now it's all about others. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's why you, you get it. my complaint exactly. No, I all. I don't, what did you say? Hate. I just said it was a lot. It's a lot less fun now than it used to. be. <laughs> Jeez, Jake. It's better to give than receive. I do it, don't I? I'm just, it's just not as Yeah, fun. but it's your it's your attitude. If you if you do it begrudgingly, then I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I, I'm not going to take that from the guy that doesn't do any of it. I do so, all of it. Okay. Are you kidding me? Please. Five daughters later, you know how many things that I helped Santa build through the Zero. years? Oh, you're full Zero. of it, man. Zero. I mean, I got I, I got uh, sleepy eyes just thinking about it. Zero. I mean, I'd be, I'd be getting to bed around 4.30 in the morning, and then the kids, <laughs> no. kids come bounding in at 6.30. Woo-hoo! Merry Christmas! Don't don't even go there no. with me. Sell that somewhere else. I have put together I have put together more things than you will in your lifetime. Nope. Huh. Don't yes. not buying it. Uh, well, you better buy it because I'm standing firm on that one. <laughs> I I got I, I have the uh, I have the fond memories to prove it. I've hired many a people to put things together on a on a. Not Late true. Christmas Eve. Not true. I've everything, won- fr- everything from a ping pong table to the most complicated. Uh, uh, what do you call those games? Where you spin the wheels, the, the foosball. Uh, I mean, I, I, I put together uh, doll houses and all kinds of stuff. I was helping Santa away, so I don't want to. I don't want to hear it from you. If by helping you mean watching Lisa from across the room while uh, don't come here once every <laughs> once a year and give me this complaint, I would say at least you're doing. A I great don't want to hear that from you. You're doing a great job. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, good times. I, I'm glad you had a nice weekend, Gordon. Uh, glad it was Christmas music filled, 
and uh, uh, that sounds like torture to me. But you sound like you well, you that's enjoy. That's generally it. what you do when you have a little one. My granddaughter was loving it. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you're not doing. Yeah, that. and I put on. You're a- playing Bob Dylan instead. It was Carol King this weekend. We had a very wow. Carol King weekend. Okay, we'll do a different kind of caroling next time. Yeah. You know, I never understood the the uh, the caroling tradition. Like it just sounds like a lot of people standing in the cold to me. While you let the uh, heat you're paying yeah, for inside your I, house go outside. Saying. Yeah, huh? like I answer the door in my <laughs> you know pajamas look, or whatever. I'm standing look, there freezing to death while I'm heating the neighborhood. I'll tell you right now, uh, my wife thinks I tend to lean toward the realistic side slash negative side. All she's got to do is spend a few minutes with you guys, and she'll think that I'm Mr. Sunshine. You don't want to stand in your cold threshold either, and your ninnies watching the ward ward members go through six verses of how great faithful or whatever it is. Nobody's enjoying that. Come, all you faithful. (laughs) Yeah, right. Nobody's having a good time Can we just do the chorus and then move on to the Andersons? I'm a little little uncomfortable any time a group sings directly to me, but but I still, I don't have a negative feeling toward it. You guys really... You guys need you need you need to sit down with a life coach. Well, that's and, what you need. And see, here's the here's the other thing. Whatever I was doing that I had to drop immediately to answer the door, I'd rather be doing than standing there listening to people sing at me. Jake, let people give. That's you not know? giving. Yeah, yes, it is. They're giving of their time and their Christmas spirit to you. I, I, I just I'm astounded. I, you know, I think you'd think I'd be used to it by now, but I'm not. Used to what? Even PK likes Christmas music. I don't know what's the matter with you guys. Does PK like Christmas music? He doesn't really seem like a Christmas music kind of guy to me. Mm, he's got some of that in him, but he his soul is <laughs> meaning, dark. Like meaning yours. no. Oh, dark soul. <laughs> Why is it always these just crazy mean personal insults with you? <laughs> I mean, I don't even have to say anything because what you're saying speaks for itself. You think people want to tune into the radio now? We're going to talk sports. We got all kinds of stuff to get to, and some of it happy, some of it sad. I, I get that. Some of it puzzling, but uh, at least let people have their Christmas and their Christmas spirit and their Christmas music. Gordon, and feel good about it. This is twelve eighty the zone, ninety seven five FM KZNS. It is not FM 100. <laughs> People did not yeah, come to us. We kick their uh, trash every year. For, for, uh, well, I know. Come, but they... come to us for Christmas spirit, buddy. They come to us for, for hot takes and uh, bad jokes. That's no. what they come David to David James, for. by the way, just texted us, but you won't get it because he put the wrong Jake in there. So. Put Hatch on there? Yeah. That's not the first time DJ. He said, Caroline is, Chris, uh, is good for the people who like it. Hard pass. Yeah, see, DJ's with me. But Wait, he, he, wait he, he had some more stuff in there, too, didn't he? Well, I'm... Uh, go ahead and read it. Then. See, I'm with, well, I'm with DJ, me, yeah. though. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to outlaw caroling. I'm not, uh, I'm not lobbying Congress. I just, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't enjoy standing in the cold listening to people screech Christmas music at me. I've heard Jingle Bells. I've heard it, you know? And you are not Rockapella. <laughs> you guys, really. I mean, I, I want to talk sports as much as the next guy, and we will. But add a little Christmas love to the whole thing. I, I would sit here and moan and groan about your neighbors singing. I love it my own way, Gordon. <laughs> love is love. Love is expand, love. Expand your love a little bit, will you? Because <laughs> it's, it's rather narrow. 
<laughs> Fine, but it's mine. How about you be grateful for what we give you, huh? <laughs> the little bit. The crumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Grinch's heart was three sizes too small, but at least he still had one. I'm so glad we're talking about this because it's not like it's a, a crazy, busy sports day or anything. It's not like <laughs> it's not like there's not like five or six major stories that we need to get to. Not to All mention right. a game night for the Jazz, and, and right. we're bickering about whether or not it is. Because you don't enjoy caroling either. You just won't tell anybody about it. No. Stop your babbling and let's get going here. All right. People have heard enough of that. It's time for the split story of the day. Let's get on with it. Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Beyond excited to be here. Uh, you know, excited just doesn't do enough. Beyond excited to be here. The uh, honored to, to be the head coach at Utah State. Um, I think number 20, 29, I think, right? Is that right? 29th head coach here. Uh, I have uh, I'm familiar with the program, familiar with uh, just the tradition and history here. Luckily, one of my closest friends, Matt Wells, was a head coach here, successful head coach here, player here. And so I have uh, listened to him talk about this place and how what it meant to his family, uh, just how much they enjoyed living here. I've watched the program win. Actually got my tail kicked right out there in that stadium not too long ago uh, as the head coach at Arkansas State. So honored to be here, and we're going to do everything we can not to let you down. All right, there you go. Blake Anderson, new head football coach at Utah State in a uh, – it wasn't really a press conference. It was more of like an announcement uh, that he got the job. Gordon, I don't know. uh, I listened to uh, all – everything he had to say. He's got – a ton of energy, and we'll talk about everything going on at Utah State, but that particular address, I mean, he said all of the right things. Um, his his record is very good. He's kind of a, uh, you know, built a career out of nothing type of dude, and uh, he's bringing Chucky Keaton back onto his staff. He's bringing several people from jo- uh, Jonesboro, and, um, you know, I mean, he like I said, he said the right things, and he had a ton of energy. Well, he'll, he'll have to have some local knowledge on that staff with Chucky and others. But, uh, yeah, he, he referenced uh, Matt Wells and his deep devotion to the Aggie program, so deep, in fact, that he bailed on it to go make more money. At of Texas course. Tech. Of course, that's what you picked. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I've educated myself a little bit about him, and uh, we'll see how he does in a new environment. Um, an environment that's been soured a little bit, really, based on uh, the happenings of the past number of days. But we'll see how uh, how he how successful he can be adapting to a whole new environment. So now, of course, uh, under the surface of all this uh, coming out of Utah State is the story that broke on our show yesterday and led to the players uh, boycotting Friday, the game. Friday, I mean. or Friday, excuse me, one mm. they all run together. Um, <laughs> anyway, announcing they will boycott the game on Saturday against Colorado State uh, based on some comments ba- made by President Noel uh, Cockett on a Zoom call. Uh, presumably saying that uh, Coach Miley was not considered because of his religion and uh, uh, ethnic background. Uh, Coach Miley... Culture, or culture, I think, was the word. Culture was the word they used? Okay, thank you. I think. Uh, So Coach Miley has released a statement, and it's kind of long, Gordon, but uh, should we read it? Yeah, I think you go ahead, Jake, read that. The people need to hear it. Okay, so here we go. This is Coach uh, Frank Miley, uh, former interim head coach at Utah State. He said, quote, 
As all college football fans likely know by now, Utah State University's final game of the season was canceled yesterday after USU football players chose not to play in protest of something that they feel very strongly about, discrimination and bias. Uh, it's my understanding from members of the team leadership council who attended a meeting with Utah State President Noel Cockett and athletic director John Hartwell that I was not ultimately considered for the position of head coach at Utah State, my beloved alma mater, because of uh, concerns that my religion and Pacific Islander culture would negatively impact the university's football excuse me, football program. Uh, I have twice served as interim head coach and have gone through the interview process but was not notified uh, of a formal hiring decision until after Noel Cockett and John Hartwell met with the team. As disheartened as I am uh, to learn that this kind of religious and cultural bias exists because I am Polynesian uh, at Utah State University, I'm equally heartbroken for my players, many of whom are seniors who were preparing for the last game of their collegiate experience. I want to express my utmost respect and admiration for their decision to stand up for what they believe in, and I'm truly honored that they would stand up for me. As we move forward, it is important to me to protect both the institution and players that I love. My only hope uh, for this painful and unfortunate situation is that it will be a positive step in our community's anti-discrimination journey. To accomplish this, Utah State University trustees should demand a thorough and independent investigation of religious, cultural, and racial discrimination throughout the Utah State University. Well, that sounds reasonable to me based on what we've heard. Now, I've gotten communications from people who have tried to rationalize it, saying this was meant or that was meant, and and I don't know exactly what was meant. But, Frank, they're uh, asking for an investigation, and that seems like, and I don't know this for a fact, it's speculation on my part, but doesn't that sound like uh, the foundation being laid for a lawsuit? Um, possibly. Um, I, that wasn't the first direction that my mind went. Maybe it should have. Uh, it, it sounded to, to me that a guy, first and foremost, was grateful for the support of his players. I mean, when uh, it, it, most of that statement was uh, was directed uh, at that and, you know, uh, clearing the air, getting his perspective out there because uh, he uh, didn't necessarily have an avenue through the team to do so. Um, I don't know. We'll see if there there's a lawsuit that follows. I mean, there's probably some grounds out there. Uh, there are probably some attorneys that are in his ear saying, you know, there's some really good laws uh, against discrimination, and if those have been violated, maybe that's something he'd be willing to pursue. I'm not sure. Well, it sounds to me like there were enough people on that Zoom call to uh, to be able to substantiate uh, some things. You know, it wasn't a private conversation between a couple of people. There are other ears uh, and eyes involved in the whole thing, so... So I'm, I'm I'm eager to hear uh, what uh, what an independent investigation would find. Well, they're doing just that. The trustees on Saturday launched uh, launched an independent investigation. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, if if uh, in previous at other universities, independent investigations uh, are anything to <laughs> set the standard, it's probably going nowhere. But that's uh, that's just a guess. <laughs> Excuse me. That's just a, a guess on my part. We could tell. You all right? Yeah. You feel yeah, better? I'm all right. Yeah. I, you Sometimes know, a good I, sneeze is all you need. No, I just, just had a little <laughs> soup with pepper in it, and I think it got to me a little. Through your but, nose? Uh, uh, You're no, snorting just, pepper now? Have you, have you never 
snorted pepper? pepper? No, and then I have haven't. It. Have you ever what eaten about pepper soup? And you ever snorted it? soup? <laughs> I don't recommend it's it a little for thick. just anyone, oh, but man. for those of us who have, who have gotten accustomed to it a little bit, you know, it's a, any which way you want to adjust, it's fine with me. We're snorting a little pepper before the show. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and keep that headset, by the way, forever now. Yeah, no, no, I took the headset. You just bought I that. Took, I took the headset off before I sneezed. Oh, good. Droplets. Couldn't have hit it then. All right, then I'll just have to keep this stuff forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I get new stuff. I just lick it. I just sneeze on it. Sneeze all over it. My you Corvette. Hey, that's mine now. You lick it? Have it. you been licking that new, uh, that new Starship Enterprise board you're working on? Yep. In fact... It's now mine. <laughs> Ooh. How much did that cost, you think? The board? Yeah. A lot. Uh, but but given who else works on that board, I, I would advise against. <laughs> oh, my tongue fell off. Yeah, huh? I, would, I would not do that for all the tea in China. <laughs> Lloyd, they say. Lloyd is. Uh, who knows uh, what uh, those hands have been up you know, to. You know, uh, uh, Jake, you always do the would you rather. Uh, I mean, would you. What would it? How much money would it take for you to lick Lloyd's fingers? Hey, come up with a better "Would you rather" than that. <laughs> Just go and how much money? That's the easy "Would you rather." You need to do. You, would I rather lick Lloyd's finger or what? Respect the game. Yeah, respect the game. Would you rather lick Lloyd's fingers or shimmy down the side of uh, of uh, Vivian Arena uh, in the snow and ice? Wait, from, from like the, our fifth from the floor? Studio. Yeah. So go out the window and and. Uh-huh. There's nothing to really shimmy yeah, on. There's, 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 uh, well, well there's I'm okay. A, how about how about a drain how about, pipe right how about four seat? bed sheets tied together? So that how long would that be? About forty feet. So That's you'd a, still have another, you know. Well, where we are, you you got to go all the way down underground. If you go, you're even window. entertaining licking Lloyd's fingers. Oh, I would, I'm out the window. Oh, I'd rather. I'd I'd pick the fingers at this point. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't survive that. You may not survive licking his fingers. Maybe not. But, but you'll I, have some time left. I feel like I could have some mouthwash ready to go. <laughs> Again, right. good thing there's no sports to talk about. <laughs> Nothing today. to talk about at all. Only, you know, big, big major stories. Look, I don't know whether the coach that was hired from Arkansas State, uh, Coach Anderson, I, I, I don't know uh, how I, – I don't know a couple things. I don't know how good he is. And how adaptable he is to that environment up there. We're going to find out. He might be a great coach. And he has had more than ample success at Arkansas State. Not the easiest place to coach at, by the way. Uh, You look traditionally, that's uh, not necessarily the winningest of programs. But but this whole thing with Frank Mila, it, it, it just, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth and and if those, if the president or whoever, whatever they said, if they thought that he was the best candidate for the job, then just let it be. Why, why would you, why would you say something like that to players or anything that could be construed that way? That just seems foolish. And although, if that's the real thinking that went into the process, I'm glad they said it because then that can be revealed. But I feel bad for everyone involved in this process, especially the players, like you were talking about and like Frank was talking about. Uh, they didn't deserve to have to think about those kinds of things. In this day and age where everyone is trying or everyone should at least try to be more enlightened about 
and, and more perceptive about bias. I mean, that's something you want dumped upon your players from from administrators, if that was in fact the case. Well, on the field, though, it's going to be a complete rebuild job. And you know what? Uh, Coach Anderson all but acknowledged that when he was making his comments today because he said the roster is, is going to look vastly different. And that's, you know, usually the case when a new coach comes in, he'll, you know, how do they put it in, oh, brother, uh, where art thou, Austin? R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Yes. Run off uh, a few players, <laughs> and uh, you know what? It, it sounds to me like, at very least, there's probably some some bitterness and division there that will will not encourage some other players to return as well. So you're going to see some brand new stuff up there in Logan next year. Are you in an OFT? <laughs> yeah. I uh, I hate to take these side exits on every turn, but uh, I saw that movie what 15 years ago or 20 years ago at Bowler's uh, uh, request. He said, "Hey, you got to watch that." And uh, I did. Uh, I don't remember every bit of it, but uh, there's a flood. What a fascinating anecdote. Went over to Bowler's house one night. <laughs> no. No, I, did, I didn't watch it. Oh, Bowler's and, and Bowler recommended it 20 yeah, years ago. He said I should watch it, and I did. And I did. I don't remember it, but I watched it. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So Utah State's in a bit of a mess right now, and we'll see if they can they can uh, extricate out of that <laughs> hole in the ground. Although, do you extricate out of a hole? When people say you got to dig yourself out of a hole, that never made sense to me because the hole's already been dug. So how do you dig yourself out? You climb out of a hole. You don't dig yourself out of a hole, do you? Unless you tunnel sideways and then upward. You know what I think surface. when I'm at the bottom of a hole? I think, you know what? I don't control my own destiny here. <laughs> My own destiny is out of my control. The the whole is controlling your destiny. Uh, Stay tuned. There's other big college football news out there. Plus, you know, some games were played over the weekend. And uh, the Jazz are playing preseason game number two tonight. So a lot to get to. We'll get to it next. 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Band of the day today, the Soggy Bottom Boys. <laughs> it's brought to you by uh, Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight. At hey, LiveNation.com. What's the name of this band? The Soggy Bottom Boys. Doesn't that sound like George Clooney? So that's, uh, that's Soggy, not Saggy. Soggy, Gordon, and it's from that movie you saw once. Uh, I remember now. <laughs> you just now connected that dot. You didn't remember the bad name? It was the no. Soggy Bottom Boys? Uh, thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. I like that song, though. I'm not sure I saw the whole movie. I think I just saw parts of it. But uh, anyway, neither here nor there. But it was a bowler's recommendation. It was. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> Boy, that, that Craig Bowler Jack knows a good movie when he sees one. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? It was. Come on. Uh, Gordon, let's let's stick with college football. and uh, we Stick with well, we can get to the games over the weekend, but let's talk about the latest news 
involving the University of Utah. They have lost not one, but two running backs to the transfer portal. Jordan Wilmore and Devin Brumfield both announcing today that they will uh, pursue their football careers elsewhere. Well, they see the writing on the wall, (laughs) you know. I don't know if there were other things that came into play on that. But there's a fellow over there by the name of Ty Jordan who looks uh, a young fella, a freshman who looks pretty darn good. You know, I I honestly don't blame players if they want to play. And those two guys got beat out. They did. And it, mm. it I I believe that they would uh, were given a pretty ample opportunity, you know, both last year and this year. Maybe maybe they would disagree, I don't know. Uh, they didn't say so in uh, in their comments when they announced that they're they're deciding to leave. But I mean, the, a really electric player came in, and you know, what do you want a coach to do? Not play the best player? I mean, that's kind of the idea, right? Or is supposed to be. And uh, Jordan really grabbed the bull by the horns and and took that job. And and if those guys think they can go somewhere else and and play, then uh, I can't blame them. I'd want to play too. Man, I thought that they were very patient. And, and uh, deliberate in getting around it, Ty Jordan, didn't you? I did. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought they should have gone to him earlier, but, uh, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, you know how I feel about players transferring. I think if they want to transfer, they should be allowed to. And it sounds like you agree in this in instances like this. And, uh, yeah, good luck to them. No, I, I think you should be able to transfer. I don't I don't like the concept of the – Wild, wild west, where you just go anywhere, wherever you want. I mean, there should be a – you should have to sit out a year. But I guess that's not what we're debating here. Uh, but these guys, it'll be interesting to see where they, they land because they've both been productive at times. And you can Wait, see let, me, let, me back, let me back up. You think that because these guys are transferring, they should have to sit out a year? I do. Oh, man, I don't. I know. We've had this argument a that's lot. Insp- but, I mean, these look, look what happened to them this year. It's clear that they're not going to get the opportunity they hoped for, and so they want to go somewhere else. So now they can't play again until 2022? Yeah, they have to sit out of here. Exactly. Uh, That's too much. Well, should have won the job then. Oh, come on, Jake. No, I don't want to argue about this because there's really no point to it, and the NCAA is changing what they're doing anyway, so we have a lot to get to today. So no need to get bogged down in this discussion. Nevertheless... Like I was saying, I would be curious to see where they land because I think they both are good enough to draw some eyeballs of some decent programs. Yeah, I agree with that. Talented guys who just weren't quite good enough here. Uh, you know, and met up against a really great player too. Let's yeah. let's mm-hmm. focus on that as well because it, you know, nobody likes to get beat out, and oftentimes there's a really negative persona to that. But look at the guy who, who beat him out as a true freshman. I mean, yeah, he's really good. He's, and he's, he's, and he's played be, really well, and he's going to get better. So, And he's going to be around for at least the next three years. Right. So, so after that, maybe if he's good enough, he'll go early. But either way, that's going to eclipse the other fellers. So. And it's also going to be really hard to recruit their replacements because, again, he's a true freshman and, as you know, going to be around for a while. So mm-hmm. it's tough to right. sell you'll play right away when that's not the case. Indeed. And early uh, early signing period is this week, right, Austin? Yeah, Wednesday? I believe so. Question mark? Yeah. It's the 16th, yeah. That's the first day of it. And uh, I saw that the, the Utes have, like, what, 16 players or something lined up. And uh, the list I saw from out of uh, Provo, or at least I guess it was reported in the Tribune, BYU had about 12 guys, I think. 
It, this will be a weird recruiting year, again, not to get too uh, uh, sidetracked, but just because uh, of the eligibility not expiring for a lot of players, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how coaches juggle that. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. if you've got a senior on your roster that uh, was okay but didn't quite turn into a superstar you thought he was, and you've got a young freshman coming in, do you, do you encourage that senior to uh, uh, pursue a career in accounting? <laughs> I, I don't know, because that gets back into the whole mess we were talking about before where you're running guys off and who have been good soldiers and they may not be as good as somebody else. But, uh, see, that's that's the flip side. If you're encouraging people to pursue accounting, then, uh, then you are – that's why I think players should have more flexibility because the coaches can do that to players. Well, in this case, they get the ultimate flexibility, right? Well, running them off, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, they certainly get their flexibility. That's all I said. Yeah, but the players themselves uh, are being – they're in a situation now where if a coach does not want them on the team, that's if they want to stay and if they want to continue to participate, then they get screwed. And that's – I don't think that's fair. Well, you know, it's still flexible, though. They have flexibility to go somewhere else. Yeah, but uh, again, if you're if you're going into your senior year and and suddenly you you uh, a coach is telling you we don't want you, I know you it's Steve Gordon. I'm I'm joking around. Yeah, all right. I thought you were serious. I'm joking. I'm just joking, joking around. I feel were bad. You joking for like you who... were talk- were you joking like when you were joked that you're going to have Sadie join the workforce when she's 11? Oh no, that's or... happening. I'm not joking about that. Okay. No, I, I'm I'm joking about uh, not empathizing with somebody who would be cut their senior year. Obviously, that would really suck. I you think it's going to happen, sometimes. but I think that would really suck. But no, no, no. I mean, she's <laughs> as soon as she's able to operate a forklift or whatever. I mean, she's going. She's getting a job. You can see why that line would be blurred for me. As why? long as I've known you, I still can't always tell. Well, it's there. You just got to follow it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. But I'm I'm happy you st- you stick up for those guys though. That's good. Even though you don't. Oh no. <laughs> it, it it's it in all seriousness, it's going to be reality. It it'll be really fascinating to see these recruiting uh classes because you know, the rules are going to be a little bit different going into next year. Mm-hmm. On BYU's case, uh, you know, Hanson Scotty had a really good conversation. This was several weeks ago about who's going to come back and who's not for a, for a different reason because, you know, Kairos Tonga and probably have a pretty nice NFL career next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's well, a few other guys on there. You know, Zach Wilson is the obvious one, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, who's the offensive lineman? Why do I always go Brady, Brady Christensen? I or, mean, that or guy. Matt Bushman. Or Matt Bushman. Playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd be surprised if we saw those guys back next year. Bushman's not a senior, is he? No. Yeah. So. But I would guess. Well, he nobody is. He wouldn't you know, duck true. the draft two years in a row just because he's a little. Older. The clock's not ticking on eligibility this year. So, um, you know, it, we'll see what happens with these teams as they kind of finesse these different numbers and scholarships. And in, uh, in fact, Kalani talked about that today during his press conference. On uh, it, it will actually likely, according to Kalani, trickle down to the walk-ons because they can keep them on scholarship, but the roster doesn't get any bigger. If I understood that correctly, that's how I took it. Yeah. yeah. So, huh. feel bad for the walk-ons. 
Yeah. You always should feel bad for walk-ons. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. We want to thank our title sponsor of the big show, Big O, Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Hey, Jake, I want you to know that I got my Heisman elector information. Really? Which uh, Mm -hmm. direction is Aaron going this year? Should we have her on the show? Oh, good. That's crack producing right there. They don't call you the EP for nothing. Let's get Aaron Captain on the horn. Good time, yeah, Captain Good Time. Always uh, making it happen. It, look, just because I have some advisors out there doesn't mean that they uh, have the final say. Oh, I love that story. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk to Frank Dolce coming up at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. But, uh, Gordon, let's talk a little Utah Jazz basketball. Um, game two of the preseason uh, going down tonight here at the Viv. And uh, they face the same Suns team. They're limiting the travel this year, a little creative scheduling, so we'll see the same team. Uh, but uh, curious to get your thoughts on on the Jazz' first performance. I thought there were actually a lot of positives. I agree with that. Uh, now, it's always tricky in the preseason because you don't know if what you're seeing is the truth. you know. But uh, the part I saw, and I stopped watching uh, later in the game, uh, but uh, the part I saw looked, looked pretty good on the part of the Jazz uh, overall. I didn't. I wasn't really surprised by anything. Were you? Uh, sure, there were a couple of things. Not really with um, the starters, because uh, everybody kind of looking good on defense. Is that uh, something you circled? Not just Mia Oni, and yes, because he he played Devin Booker a few times and looked pretty good. But Juwan Morgan. Looked good, uh-huh. and he looked uh-huh. good shooting the ball, which yeah. I, I think is important. I thought, and, 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 and you know that's what he did last year in in the G League at times. I mean, this guy is somebody who can score, and sometimes that adjustment to the NBA is is a, a steep climb. But and I don't know whether a preseason game means anything. But I uh. thought you saw the the reasons why they drafted both their players this year in Elijah Hughes and uh, Doak. Uh, Azubuki, I thought uh, both of those guys. I mean, you look at you look at Azubuki, and you know free throws are certainly going to be an issue. And much like Rudy Gobert, that's something he's going to have to work on. But I mean, that that dude is is ready made for the NBA. I mean, he's uh, from a body standpoint, physical standpoint, whatever. I mean, he he looks like he belongs out there, and he's got a little touch. See you mean that? you talk a Jazabuki? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So do you, did, does it surprise you that he was as lightly regarded as he was? I don't know. Uh, I mean, wasn't he the, the Big uh, Big 12 Player of the Year or something like that? I mean, like, pretty highly regarded. Well, I mean, as far as the draft goes. Still a first-rounder, but I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I do. But 
he looks like maybe he could, I don't know, one preseason game, but maybe he could contribute a little bit this year. Um, again, with the, with Elijah Hughes, I, he got to wherever he wanted to go on the court, which uh, I th- thought was fascinating because he is going up against NBA guys, you know, albeit the preseason. But right. he really, you could you could see why he was the leading scorer in the ACC last year. Um, he can uh, maybe create his own shot, which is not as common as a lot of people may, uh, may acknowledge out there. So, uh, And even... Nigel Williams-Goss was coming in and, and lighting things up. I don't know what anybody's expecting out of him, but uh, it seemed like everybody played really well. All good news for the Jazz, if it's the truth. If it's the truth. I Every time we, we even think about these kinds of showings, I think of Greg Ostertag dominating Tim Duncan. I think Greg Ostertag should be in the NBA Hall of Fame. Strong take. Right there, strong take. Oh uh, yeah, it's preseason, but but we're getting a look. That's the most interesting part of the preseason is getting mm-hmm. a look at the back part of the roster and who's going right. to compete. And and frankly, if we're looking at pathways to the court, pathways to playing time, there's one big one for the Jazz, and I think that this is the biggest storyline of the preseason. Honestly, uh, is who's going to be able to play offense well enough to get out there and show their stuff on defense. Because that's where the that's where the role is. The Jazz needs somebody that's capable of guarding the other team's better players on the wing, and there's a there's an opportunity there for somebody to to take it. But you you have to be good enough on offense that you're not a liability. Right, and that's uh, and Dennis Lindsay has talked about that that he didn't want the spacing to be uh, screwed up at the offensive end via defensive player. But the Jazz need defense, so but not to penalize themselves the other way. And they've taken players the past couple of years, Gordon, that they think can fill that role, but they haven't drafted you know, high enough to take a, a surefire thing. So they, they take three or four of those guys, throw them in the d- developmental system, and hopefully one, two, uh, turn into guys like Royce O'Neal. What you said there, Jake, I think is really important, and it's kind of fun. It doesn't happen in every case. In fact, it rarely happens. But when it does happen, it's fascinating to everybody. And that is, you pick somebody who, who was not a first-round pick, and suddenly they become legitimate NBA players that really contribute. And if you can find one or two of those, how much of a boost does that give a team? Right. And we haven't mentioned Jarrell Brantley who I think looks a little bit slimmed down this year, but his ball handling looked really good. So if you can get you know some of those guys out there to to fill that role, you know that, I think that's a huge deal. I really do. One other thing I th- I wanted to mention here, and that is, do you find it a little awkward when people ask Rudy Gobert about Doke? Yeah, well, but I I find it a little awkward when people ask Rudy Gobert about anything because Rudy, <laughs> if you followed uh, his post game interviews over the years, that's other people is not Rudy's favorite topic. <laughs> Are you suggesting that his favorite topic is him? Uh, yeah, I think he likes. To- well, I just find it interesting. It reminds me of uh, many many years ago, back in the eighties. I was interviewing a defensive back for the Dallas Cowboys named Ron Fellows, and I was asking him about another Dallas Cowboy defensive back who was a rookie. 
And he, I, I say, what do you think about this kid and his potential? And he said, well, I want to be nice, but I don't want to talk him up too much because I don't want to talk myself out of a job. Yeah. And, and, and not that Rudy's in danger of that, but he is, <laughs> he is still negotiating a contract. Yeah. And it so happens that Doak plays that same position. So, yeah, I don't know. It just seems a little bit. Hey, Rudy, tell us what you think about Doak. Yeah. I I think even uh, sometimes uh, gets questions about, like, Donovan Mitchell and it bugs him. Like, because he, <laughs> you know, he, his game doesn't necessarily get those flashy stats, right? So I'm sure, you know, on a night where he had 12 boards and three blocks and 15 points, he, he doesn't exactly like getting questions like, hey, what would you think about Donovan's 35? <laughs> All right, Frank, don't change you know, next. You know, Jake, I have to laugh at that because you're you're so right. And it's something I hadn't really thought about before. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.